From the streets of San Antonio, straight to your wallet, it's Jake's Two Cents on Jake of All Trades. I'm your host, Jake Rivas, and this is Fact Versus Fiction, a weekly miniseries where I discuss common financial myths and the facts that prove them wrong. This series is brought to you by iFinancial, a financial planning firm integrating technology and personalized advice to help working professionals achieve financial success. So on today's Fact Versus Fiction, we're talking about life insurance. Yay! Um, But we're talking about the uh, tax consequences of a life insurance payout. So want, want, we're talking about death, but this is really important. So uh, the common myth is this. Your beneficiaries won't have to pay income tax on the death benefits they receive from your life insurance policy. So that is mostly true, right? The benefit to life insurance is that it's providing a tax-free amount of money to, to your beneficiary in the event of your untimely death. Now, there is one exception to that rule, and it's called the transfer for value rule. So I'm going to get a little technical, but this is really important, especially for those of you listening who are business owners and who have buy-sell agreements uh, established for your business. So buy-sell agreement meaning if something happens to you, there's money available in the form of life insurance that can be paid out to somebody else that can replace you and buy out your shares of the business, okay? So beneficiaries generally do not have to pay income tax on death benefits with this one exception, which is the transfer for value rule. If the policy was transferred from one owner to another, it can trigger the transfer for value rule, which could negate the policy's tax-exempt status. So I like to view this as what's called the triangle of doom. When you have a life insurance policy, there are multiple parties involved. There's the owner of the policy, the person that takes out the policy and owns the policy. Then there's the insured. That's the the life of the person who the policy is on. And then there's someone who pays the premium. Sometimes all three of those parties can be one person, the owner, the the uh premium payer, and the insured, okay? Oh, and the beneficiary. Sorry, I forgot. There's one other party to that, which is the beneficiary, the person who receives the assets. So there's always going to be two people involved with the life insurance. At a minimum, there's going to be two people. Usually, there's just two, an owner and then the the owner and the insured and then the beneficiary, okay? Now, they can be a mix of of the two. The two people can be um, the owner And then, so so let's take the example of a business who takes out a life insurance policy on one of their key employees. In that example, the owner of the life insurance policy would be the company. The insured would be the key person, that key employee. But then the beneficiary who's going to receive the money is the company, right? Because they're insuring the life of that key person so that if something happens, there's money available that goes back to the company for them to hire someone else. This is where it gets dangerous, though. In that situation, if you have three people involved in the life insurance policy in one of those roles, more than two, if there's three people involved, that's where we can get into some trouble. So an example of that would be going back to the company. If you have a company who takes out a life insurance policy on one of its key employees, and then instead of assigning the beneficiary as the company, 
you assign someone else as the beneficiary. So now we have the owner of the policy is the company, the insured on the policy is a key employee, and then another key employee is the beneficiary. We have just created what's called a transfer for value rule, and that no longer qualifies as a tax-exempt situation. So if if, if that key employee passes away, and that's how the policy is currently structured with those three people being on the policy. The, any death benefit that's paid out is going to be taxed, and we do not want to have that happen. So usually this is not something you need to worry about if it's just an individual life insurance policy between you and your spouse or you and your significant other. Because normally those are structured correctly, where you have the owner and the insured as the same person, and then the beneficiary is the spouse or someone else. But really, it's it really comes into play when we're talking about business planning, and we're adding in a buy-sell agreement, and we have multiple parties involved. Tune in next week as I tackle more financial myths you might not be aware of. Subscribe to the show on iTunes or Google Play. And follow me on social media at Jake's Two Cents. And check out my blog at jakestwocents.com. And remember, always make smart choices with your money. Securities and advisory services offered through Commonwealth Financial Network. Member FINRA, SIPC, a registered investment advisor. Fixed insurance products and services offered through CES Insurance Agency. Actual performance and results will vary. These interviews do not constitute a recommendation as to the suitability of any investment for any person or persons having circumstances similar to those portrayed. Consult a financial advisor regarding your specific circumstances.